Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. I guess the simplest question I have here, Jalen Ramsey and his three games since he returned from his knee injury in the preseason. He's been targeted 16 times. He's allowed four receptions, 41 yards, three interceptions, a 0.0 passer rating when targeted, and a pro football focus grade of 90.2. Joshua Houts. I didn't think Jalen Ramsey would be this good. I'm, I'm just gonna. This is this is insane. Two interceptions on Sunday, three on the year. He's allowed four receptions. He's has three interceptions, dude. Like bananas. Absolutely bananas. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you saying that. I mean, I was getting ready to tweet it out. I just couldn't figure out the right words. But this feels like that same situation with Tyree Kill, right? We traded for Tyree Kill. You know, you said that there was no way he was going to come here and be. I mean, they're, they're both playing better than we expected, right? They, you know, you get these two superstars and you expect them to be at this level. And then they, you know, show up and they're the perfect leaders and they raise their game to the next level. I mean, you needed someone to make a play in this game. And that first interception, and I mean, you saw him trailing it. He read it all day, cut underneath a uh, Trey Tucker. Uh, route and got that pick and then that one to seal the game I mean we all see it on the elevator we're all super stoked about that um it's just crazy that I think at one point in the game the the announcers were like they even have they even targeted Jalen Ramsey at all and then like two plays later it was that interception it's like oh man it's just it's just insane that again we got a guy that we're so used to these guys coming to Miami to kind of take a step back and watch their career kind of unravel and it's just been the complete opposite with Tyree Kill and now Jalen Ramsey so um absolute superstar better than we both expected and I, it's just absolutely crazy they got him for Hunter Long and a third round pick 200 longs man that, that's I'm going to continue to say that to the day I die you, you traded 200 longs for one Jalen Ramsey and I love that man that's such a great way to put it where it is like Tyree Kill where you were like okay you have a really good wide receiver coming in you don't really understand what that does for the team in general outside of like Tyree Kill already having nine touchdowns. You don't really understand what it does for this team outside of two interceptions. And first, Josh, to start off, I mean, this is a very, very healthy looking Jalen Ramsey. His first interception, he put on that little burst that you usually, you know, waste up in the first two seconds of a Madden play. He left that in his bag just enough time to, uh, you know, come over the middle and get in front of a slant pass. 
And then, God, dude, if you gave him 10 attempts to have that interception at the end of the game where um, AOC just kind of launched the ball into the end zone there, I don't think he's catching that 10 out of 10 times. I wouldn't even give it to him 5 out of 10 times. It was just so insane the way he jumped up in the air. He landed on the ball. The ball did not come loose, anything like that, man. It was just so impressive. Uh, but the way I see things operating, you you said it, Josh. This was a team that was afraid to throw at Jalen Ramsey. So what they tried doing? They tried throwing at Cater Kohu, and Cater Kohu eviscerated Devontae Adams on a play. I was actually so impressed. Just his ability to tackle. It was a short dump-off pass where you were trying to get it away from Jalen Ramsey. That didn't work. Then you moved Devontae Adams to the entire other side of the field. You put him on X Island because you know Jalen Ramsey lines up on the left side of the field. All of a sudden, Devontae Adams catches a little bubble screen, gets blown up by Xavier Howard. The Raiders were forced to eventually throw the ball at Jalen Ramsey, and I think that's what makes this defense so exciting, knowing that teams are going to try to not throw at him, and that's dangerous as well. Another tweet I threw in my pocket. I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking, is there a better, you know, three cornerbacks in the NFL than X, uh, Jalen Ramsey, and Cater Kohu? And then you think about that secondary. I mean, again, there was some confusion on that. Devontae Adams touchdown, whatever. We'll chalk that up. But Javon Holland, Deshaun, they've also been playing out of this world. But I love that you brought up those plays because, I mean, it looked like a mirrored image, right? I think X had that one where he blew up the the uh, quick screen and then Cater Kohu, I mean, we see it all the time out of him. I even think he was lined up on Adams at times and, um, you know, was got a pass breakup here and there. And it's just so nice to see how this defense looks right now because I think CK put it out there. And, I mean, I feel like all of us kind of expect that offense to be, you know, the, the star attraction despite what they're paying them. But this defense, I mean, that roster, they're paying them a lot of money, but they're going out there and they're playing. I mean, um, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey X. I mean, can we talk about the guys up front? I mean, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. I mean, if Jalen Ramsey had a great day, I mean, Jalen Phillips also had an interception, right? He had an interception. I think he had um, six tackles. I think it was an interception or two. Pair of sacks. Yep. I mean, uh, then Bradley Chubb. I mean, every time they need a play, whether it's setting the edge and getting a tackle for loss, pressure on an interception, whatever it is. I mean, those guys are playing out of this world. And um, the defense, man, they're starting to look like a true juggernaut like we all expected at the beginning of the season. This defense was so impressive because the Raiders in the second half went punt, interception, punt, punt, downs, interception, interception. Uh, the Miami Dolphins entered the day with a negative four turnover differential. And that second half, they had three turnovers, and yet they still have a negative four turnover differential. That's just a little fun about the Miami Dolphins this year. But, man, the defense just as a whole has been so impressive. And I think my favorite part is because there have been so many times in the past, whether it was a Ryan Tannehill or someone just having a spot start for the Dolphins, when you're getting dragged to the ground and one to your back is horizontal, and you still try to throw the football, and it just goes straight up in the air like Aiden O'Connell did. I forgot who was uh, sacking him at the time. It might have been Chubb. I, I should have this up. But uh, that, then O'Connell just throws the ball right in the air to Jalen Phillips, and I think I think Phillips ended up getting tackled by his own guy who was tackling AOC on that play. Uh, but it was just an overall electric performance for the defense, and it just keeps – you keep bringing up the question. This is a defense that has allowed more than 21 points once since week five. How high is the ceiling? How good is this group going to look? I mean, you can put a little water on this fire by saying it's a rookie quarterback, him having to go on the road. I, I thought that the Raiders played decently well. But then also, man, you have Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing last year, an absolute stud. And what was this, 14 carries for 39 yards? Just a very solid defense from that is continuing to prove that it's just going to be a very consistent unit all the way through the you know what remaining eight weeks of the season. Yeah, Jake, I mean – 
I had Josh Jacobs in fantasy football, so it definitely um, – I don't want to say it stung because I'd rather see the Dolphins win any day of the week. But when you have Josh Jacobs in like four leagues, you expect expect them to do something. The Dolphins went out there and just, you know, played very well. I guess the question I have, and I don't know if we want to talk about negatives right now, but I saw the um, snap count, and I was surprised. I think Jerome Baker almost doubled David Long Jr. And we know we talked about Jerome Baker being part of that base defense, but I want to see more David Long out there, right? If we're being honest, I mean, he's playing out of his mind. Um, another interesting thing with those snap counts was uh, there's not much defensive line rotation. I mean, what you see is what you get. I think Agba had like seven snaps or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's just insane. But we need that depth there. But at the end of the day, I'm just excited for what this defense is starting to become. And, you know, these different pieces, even Andrew Van Ginkle. I mean, I think he had like 60 seven percent of the snaps or something like that and i felt like you really felt his impact in this one so um again dolphins playing great football i think they have a sack in the last six games and um two sacks in at least the last six games then i think a sack in each of the games this year so um dolphins defense again getting better yes it was aoc i love that you call him aoc that's a perfect movie um i i I know that it was against the raiders but you're not gonna you play who's on your schedule right and they went out there and they dominated defensively and people might hate to hear this but i mean the touchdown pass to Devontae Adams, the one play, the one bad play the defense gave up. Devontae Adams is paid to be like a top three wide receiver. And, you know, it's it's kind of unlucky, but at the same time, like he gets paid for people to bounce off him. Like you're both like running at each other with these big ass like balloons or balls or something. And you just bounce off of each other. Like he's a monster of a wide receiver and passing him off in coverage in that zone defense where I think Elliot got caught running backwards. Like you, you run at Devonte Adams full speed, man. It's a, it's a tough, tough matchup, a, a tough guy to get in the way of. So I, I, it happens. I think, the Dolphins defense is good enough where they can get away with getting unlucky here once or twice. But man, um, I always like seeing when uh, offenses get their slot receivers involved, like Hunter Renfro got involved with the Raiders because dude, seeing the number 94 sprinting downfield the other way to come chase wide receivers is one of the most impressive things in the world. We're even seeing Jalen Phillips do it quite a bit too, which is pretty exciting, but man, that defensive front deserves so much credit because when you have Christian Wilkins playing so many snaps, I mean, I see Zach Sealer basically unable to talk before a snap because he's just huffing and puffing so much. The fact that they're still out there and giving it 120% on all these plays, man, I wouldn't be able to do it. That, that is just insane. And the motor on these guys and they're going to feel a little better. Like they're playing in that hot sun under that Miami sun as well. So when they have to go out and, and play in some cold games under the year, they might actually like it a little bit like that Buffalo game last year. They probably didn't feel as cold when you're out there for 98% of the plays. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly, Jalen Phillips was like working out without a shirt on showing off his yeah. muscles. So um, yeah, I, it t- it's a testament to how well these guys practice, right? I think Wingfield was saying that Christian Wilkins at the end of every practice, like runs from end zone to end zone or something crazy like that. So awesome that these guys go out there and hustle their motors never quit but um at the same time i know you saw the video going around jerome baker kind of just like walking behind uh renfro in that big game like he had no interest in making that tackle so it's a shame christian wilkins had to come all the way down the field to make that tackle because um jerome baker looked like he straight up gave up on that play do you do you think it's that simple like and am i giving baker too but like could there have been something that we're like the angle does not give him any credit but i mean like renfro did look like he did look like he was getting tripped up though. I mean, you expect him to trip and then you come up and try to like put your body weight on him. They're going to penalize you for that. So, I mean, that's probably my theory. You know, you saw Renfro getting tripped up thinking he's going to fall down and he didn't want to get, you know, unnecessary roughness or something the way the NFL is. But um, that's me trying to give Jerome Baker an excuse. Uh, Go home, get out of jail free card. Jerome Baker played. Did Jerome Baker play with Kiko Alonso? 
Damn. I think I so. Know that. I, I, think... I, I can't remember. I know him and Raquan McMillan were boys at Ohio State, but yeah, I, I can't remember when Kiko Alonso uh, dipped and when Jerome Baker came in. What I can, all I can think of is maybe he didn't want to throw all his body weight around because there was also four dolphins in the area. And because I just remember Kiko Alonso just sprinting it and eviscerating his own teammates just to kind of run through someone tackling a dude through another dude, but that dude happens to be your teammate. I don't know. I, it could be very much that he wasn't trying on that play. I, I just have a hard time seeing the center of this defense who has been on the team for 10 years. Like, is it that I don't, I, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one, I think. And for what it's worth, I, I mean, again, pro football focus, grain of salt, but I think he was the number two ranked uh, defensive player out of the Miami Dolphins yesterday. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. But, again, take that with a grain of salt. So had would to throw you, that out would, there. But, again, man, this defense is looking sick. To talk about the linebackers, what, what are you thinking about the Andrew Van Ginkle, David Long? I, I don't want to call it a power struggle, but uh, it does seem like they like Andrew Van Ginkle in coverage a little bit more. I think, what was it, man, like the first play of the game, ABG almost had a, a – fumble on the first play and it was I think you said it on Twitter if the Tyree kill fumble from two weeks ago was a fumble then this play where it seemed like Michael Mayer was putting the ball in his pocket and turning up field he was hit right then and there that should have been a fumble too but I mean uh, I guess we'd probably be more mad at that if if the Dolphins lost but but I'm, I'm talking in circles what what do you think about this linebacker group and how they're using them I think they're better than, you know, I kind of every year I think I come on here and say how that's the position we need to upgrade. And I think they're really starting to come together. I think it's a good problem to have that you have to decide on, you know, David Long out there. We're going to use Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, and let's be honest, it seems like uh, Vic Fangio must have a he must love Andrew Van Ginkle. That might be like his favorite player in the NFL, the way he calls him up to come here and the way he's giving him these reps, which are um, warranted. But, yeah, man, I thought for sure that was a fumble. But again, this def this linebacking core, I'd like to see more Channing Tindall. I'd like to see him work his way out there and, you know, prove that he's worth that pick they gave up. But um, that's not going to happen. So besides from that, man, I think the defense is um, that middle of the defense is playing much better than maybe we thought heading into this season. And um, it's a kind of a surprise without David Long being out there for so many snaps. Jalen Phillips, two sacks. I think we said that's four straight games with a sack for him. Bradley Chubb made it to four straight games with a sack, but that uh, that streak was snapped because Phillips, surprisingly enough, was the only player to uh, sack AOC. Even though the Dolphins were getting a lot of quarterback hits, I think Wilkins had a couple, Phillips finished with three. So overall, man, just a very impressive, impressive performance from this defense. Let's take a quick break here, and uh, we'll talk about an offensive performance that left a little bit to be desired. 